Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi, Awesomes. Welcome back to Awesome Today. I'm your host, Meg Teets. I'm joined today by my all-the-time husband and sometimes conspiracy theorist. Partner. Conspiracy partner. Okay, that's true. I do love a conspiracy. Theoretically, yes. I think we've been talking about conspiracy theories since we were mere children in our dating days. Well, they are everywhere around us. At all times. Yes. The the children that are dating and the theories (laughs) of conspiratorial activities. Of course, the one conspiracy theory that's around us at all times is the conspiracy theory that birds aren't real. Remember that? Um. It's not a conspiracy. That one was proved. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, here we are. It's the middle of well, December. Well, you're burying the... Well, you, you just got to let the people know. That's going to be a, yes, I a was thing we're talking going about later. To get, I am a professional. Are you? I know what Have I'm doing. Have you ever even podcasted, <laughs> bruh? Have I ever not been podcasting is the better question. That's true. Even in your sleep, when you <laughs> snore and murmur, it's like, oh, yeah, you broke the protocol of the format. You scold me. I'm not even participating then. Um, we do have a gigantic, a, a titanic. <laughs> titanic. Titanic. That's a... Feels like merch somewhere in there. <laughs> yeah. We have a huge conspiracy that you kind of like rabbit trailed on. Yeah. All thanks to TikTok. Yeah. You know, because uh, so far my job hasn't banned the use of that on my devices. That's for sure. Isn't it great to be an entrepreneur? Yeah. Um, if you aren't aware, the state of Oklahoma banned the use of TikTok on all state devices, state owned. And we weren't the leaders. Devices. Many other yeah. states have done this in the preceding weeks. Um, and that's fine. You shouldn't be TikToking at work. Well, yeah, I mean <laughs> like it's been it's been some years since I worked for corporate America. But when I did, yeah, it's like you couldn't 
you couldn't do anything on company devices. You could barely do your job on company devices. For sure, for sure. So it seems ridiculous to me that we're actually writing legislation or whatever rules around, well, look, you can't use a company-owned or state-owned device. For, well, okay, idiots. Why yeah. were you anyway? Why weren't you doing your job? Right, yo. Yeah, you got me all unawesome. No, it's okay. It's still that's within the bounds of awesome. Okay. Um yes, on Friday's episode of Sorta Awesome, Rebecca and I did some mini deep dives on things we're interested in and and I feel like you're kind of inspired by that. I yeah, that's did a little fair. mini deep dive on uh, It's been a while since I've dove in, divved Dived, dived, dived for buried treasure or knowledge. Yeah, which might be buried treasure. Always, I feel like. Okay, okay. So we're gonna get to all of that later. Yeah, we got other good stuff. Yeah, first. So uh, you feel like at this point you've probably watched all of Netflix, especially now that you watched a very new release, a 2022 movie release, 2022 with none other than. Bradley Penelope Pitt. <laughs> He's good friends with Christopher Elizabeth Pratt. Indeed. Indeed. <laughs> they studied. They both understudied for the same martial arts instructor or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I watched Bullet Train. It's it's cheesy. Okay. Is it? It's enjoyable in its own way. Brad's an enjoyable actor. Perhaps not the best father, but that's not awesome. <laughs> and it may or may not be true. We don't know. It's a legend. We don't know. Yeah. Um, I have lately felt maybe this isn't awesome. I don't know. I'm all today. I'm all concerned I, about anti awesomeness. Just, just be yourself. Okay. You're awesome. Well, thanks. You'll come up with an awesome view on things. I, I trust you. I might even take my pants back off if we're going to be that forgiving. <laughs> what the heck? Um, <laughs> You you scolded me before we hit record. Uh-huh. Listen, we had you and I had this conversation the other day, and to ask and say when you think of like who the elite are of the yeah. entertainment world, it's like the biggest names are the ones that were big when we were children. Still, and nobody has come along to unseat them, and unfortunately, it seems as though they've all settled into. They've kind of checked it in. Mm-hmm. This movie was kind of checking it in. Okay. It was entertaining in its own way, no different than like any Ryan Reynolds movie you watch. Right. You know exactly what you're going to get. Yes. There's no surprises there. There's yeah. no real acting there. And this is especially disappointing to me from Brad Pitt, who when you look at movies like Fight Club and Seven Deadly Sins and things seven, like that, yeah. Seven, whatever, you're just like, wow, what depth, what yeah. ability to capture these very visceral roles i know well so it was a perfectly fine movie is what you're saying yeah it's fine it's okay. fine it's not you're not going to be excited you're not going to be pissed off if you fall asleep <laughs> i didn't even make it into the opening scene and there's no no modicum of anger in you for having that issue well since you had you're looking through the scads upon scads of choices mm-hmm. of entertainment on Netflix last night. And I think you did realize like there's, there's nothing here. There's nothing left. Nothing I, left. I reminded you that you had yet to get to the HBO series house. Is it house of dragons or house of dragon or house of the dragon? I don't know. It's, it has to do with houses, dragons, and 
the prequel to Game of Thrones. Right, which you watched in its entirety. A couple times. It's a good, uh, good entertaining epic saga. You're deeply, then, familiar with the universe, the world in which... This 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 whole universe that George R. R. Martin has yes, created. Yes, deeply enough, anyway. Yeah, enough to embarrass myself in social settings. <laughs> when you start trying to cosplay it, yes, and run up and down the aisles screaming, "Winter is coming!" and throwing bags of flour at people. Yeah, turns out Homeland doesn't like that. Homeland kicked you out. Yes. Can't go back to the just homeland. the one. I can go to the others. Just the one. Oh, no. Okay. So I was like, hey, you you never got around to House of Dragon. It's it's out in its entirety. You don't like to watch a show Thank in you. current release. Thank you. If I have to wait more than a bathroom break between episodes, uh, my attention span's gone. And I'm like, wait, what's happening? You flat out refuse. In fact, we haven't watched Tulsa King yet on Paramount Plus, though That's the true. vast majority of it, even though it's called Tulsa King, was filmed here in the in OKC. City, just at the very at the very laundromat yeah. that washes my underpants. I asked Jessica They're if called the, underpants because they go under your pants. Thank you for just that for explanation. Uh, Jessica, the woman who owns the laundromat we go to, I asked her if the laundromat episodes had been on there yet because her husband's watching it, and she said yes. So I'm looking forward to this, but we can't watch it yet because right. it is in uh, real-time release. Side note. Sly never made it to Oklahoma City. Yeah, he did. did he, he was spotted all around here. Oh. You don't read the OKC subreddit, so you didn't keep track of <laughs> the right. sightings. But nor, sure nor do I believe it. <laughs> so, the, was. There was there was a lot of controversy because so many of the scenes filmed were not here. The ones involving him were not here. Oh, okay. And the, and I didn't see that controversy. I, I felt betrayed. I'm like, damn it, if I have to live here every day, you can shoot – He's in the entire I don't know continuity. where you're getting your information from, but he was here in the That's city fine, for but, a lot of filming. I'm telling you, there was a lot of filming involving him that wasn't here, and it's for that fact that I now am not sure I will invite him to our Christmas party this year. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Invitation got lost in the proverbial mail. Indeed. Oh, I sent it to your Oklahoma address. <laughs> <laughs> I can't blame the guy. I'm jealous more than anything. Okay. Well, let's return to our topic at hand, which is, I said, hey, House of Dragon is awaiting you yeah. on HBO. And you were like, and boy, it was. You said, how do I, I don't know how to get there. I only know the one button on the remote. I just keep turning it on and off. You literally were like, I don't know how to find well, HBO. In fairness, if I may. We have had an HBO subscription yeah. now through three different apps on the road. That is absolutely accurate. One through Prime, Prime. one through Hulu, mm -hmm. and then now the HBO Max proper. Uh, I'm now ashamed that I just called it proper. It's literally the worst <laughs> damn interface. I think a kindergartner wrote it, and it turned out later they were drunk. Yeah, <laughs> kindergartner wrote the code for the HBO Max yes, app. Yes, it's terrible. Shame on you, HBO. How the mighty have fallen. <laughs> so case in point, we go over. I take the remote out of your hot mm -hmm. little hands, and I'm like, here, I'll do it. So you, I No, you actually reached back and like, hand it to me. And I'm like, my arm's extended all the way. I can't reach you. <laughs> I was helpless, I'll admit. <laughs> 
So I get the remote. I go to the HBO app on Roku. And, you know, House of Dragon is an original. It's an HBO original. It's probably mm-hmm. one of the most watched series on HBO. Not the most, but one of the most it's of highly, the year. Yes. Um, so we go to the home screen. It's nowhere to be found, like, as you're just scrolling through. Right. It's like, we what? We made that show? <laughs> they already Damn. forgot about it. Um, Where's Nate, the kindergartner who programmed this? <laughs> Why isn't this on the front page? He's drunk again. He's drunk again. <laughs> so You can at least learn to tie your own shoes first. <laughs> so we Lush. go... I go over to the search function again. The whole thing is highly, highly unuser friendly. Netflix may not have the best offerings in entertainment, but it's pretty easy it's to navigate. The easy app. to suck over there. <laughs> yes. So we find House of Dragon. We push play first episode of the first season, House of Dragon, and it's in this foreign language. It's beautiful. A woman's well, voice. I thought. I thought. Well, my word. Did they record the whole thing in Dragonese or whatever language they would speak? Right. I thought so too, but I didn't think the whole thing, but I thought maybe like for, for impact, for effect, like the opening was like in this, mm-hmm. this newly constructed fantasy foreign language. Right. But there were no subtitles. No subtitles. And it was like, that seems odd seven minutes in. We didn't that, watch it for still a minute, not but, What are they saying? But we did watch it for probably a minute. Both of us like, Easily. is this supposed to be like this? So I go, oh my gosh. No, this can't be right. So I, I find the setting on the screen because I thought, is this accidentally in a foreign language? Because there's no subtitles, right? Mm, right. So I go over to – it's not easy to find, but I found the little teeny tiny icon in the bottom of the screen. The, the Easter egg, the hidden yeah, button. Yeah, the hidden button that t- tells you languages. We click on it. Oh, sure enough, it had started playing for us through no choice of our own, showing us House of Dragon in Czech. In the Czech language. Much more beautiful than I ever remember it from my grandfather. Who, For him, it sounded like a verbal fistfight any time he spoke. <laughs> I wondered if it was speaking to you, calling to your... Your DNA, your heritage, you were like suddenly like, I know everything she's saying. I did feel cold, if that means anything. I don't know. So I try to fix it. Again, HBO app not being the best. So yeah. I, I switch it over to, to English. There's two mm-hmm. choices for English. I just like yeah. chose the top Both one. Both of our, our eyesight, they're not so great. <laughs> can't read. You picked English. And so then it's in English and we're like, oh, aren't we stupid? Ha ha ha. So we're laughing about that. Okay. Now it goes. It goes to. There's a black screen with yeah. a with an emblem for. I'm guessing the title card, the House of the Dragon. Yeah. yeah. Um, and all of a sudden, like in a very almost computerized voice, it's like golden circle with horizontal <laughs> lines, and all of a sudden we're like, "What is happening?" And you grabbed the remote again. And then I saw that I had chosen English with the, the um, what's it called? Like audio enabled, like. Um, yeah. Where, you know, it's obviously for people with, with actual vision impairment who yeah. are watching. More so than ours. And more so than our just old eyes. Um, and so finally, finally get it on just regular ass English. No audio uh, explanations needed. No subtitles. Just the way you like it. So you make it through the whole entire first episode we finally figure out well, how to even get to the next episode point one everyone from the uk just noticed that you called it regular ass english and they're like <laughs> dang right it is um two yes i go to episode two and what's it doing 
It's playing it in Czech. Now, the Czech language, yes. Um, I marathoned it. I don't know if you know this or not. I made it most of the way through, I think, episode five before I finally crashed out oh last night. Gosh. I put in some work. You were up most of the night. And at least a quarter of that time was trying to change it back to the English <laughs> language every time a new episode started. Like, why? Come on. Come on, HBO. That is the craziest thing that's never happened on another streaming app on Roku. Not, not even once. I remember one time accidentally, maybe Spanish. One time, Which is understandable here. One time, either we or one of the kids accidentally set the main Roku setting to the audio description. So everything we tried to watch would do it. Yeah. And so we we figured out, oh, somebody messed with the actual Roku setting. But uh, no, this was a new experience for I, both of us. I have a dog that's appeared and is licking my pants. She's a crotch shark. She loves people's crotches. Yes. I can squeeze my knees tightly enough that she can't reach the special areas. Here's an Izzy update for you guys. Izzy, our pity mix, is now taller and bigger than Francie. She's our biggest the, dog now. The biggest of our Bosties, and the Bosties are unhappy about this development. There's probably need for Puppy Mylanta. Yes. Something the yes. they're very upset. Yes. She just wants to play with somebody. Yeah. On a... Sadder note, she also just wants to only poop inside. No, no, she pooped outside this morning. But it's not what she wanted to do. <laughs> no, she didn't want to. She, she like did a, it. She's fine, I can't girl. hold it anymore. I guess I'll go out here. She's a good girl. She she's not great with the potty train. She's not been yet. the hardest of all of our dogs to potty train, house train. Part of that is because she's such a brute. There's just nothing that feels like punishment to her. <laughs> yeah. Her only punishment is not you petting her with both hands. <laughs> exactly, which is what she's demanding right now. She's probably going to have to go in her bed because she's uh, Give her a chance. Maybe she'll lay down like a good dog. We'll see. Okay. All right. So those are some of the watches we've been entertaining. We do like to do some watching, reading, listening, and also lifestyling. Yes. Okay. Reading-wise, I feel cautious mm -hmm. in a sense talking about the the reading i've picked up this week you know why why because of and this is no this is no slam this is no no hurtful statement to okay. anyone because of protestant upbringing okay that feels fair i can explain why later if you want or i can shut the hell up for like 10 seconds maybe um uh, we've talked about how a lot of things come into our lives via TikTok. Yes. Via TikTok, I saw someone talking about some of the um, interesting things around Mary Magdalene. Mm -hmm. This is a biblical character for those who aren't yeah. into that. So Don't was, skip, though. This particular woman is a – she calls herself a priestess of Mary Magdalene. This author. Uh, no. The no, the TikToker. TikToker. The TikToker. The yes. verbal author. Well, listen, so she's talking about Mary Magdalene. In the comments of one of her videos, someone said, hey, if I want to find out about Mary, more of, about Mary Magdalene, where do I go? And so I was reading Somebody said, comments. try the damn internet, you lazy-fingered idiot. You don't like it when people ask questions. Well, not that are, like, uh, easy. Uh, yes. So somebody suggested a book by author Megan Watterson. Spelled with two G's? Spelled with two G's. I mean, G-G-A-N, yes. She's Meg-Gan. Yes, exactly. Um, and the book is called Mary Magdalene Revealed. And 
It is interesting. It's not exactly what I thought it was going to be, but I'm really enjoying it. In it, she talks about first the history of the Gospel of Mary, which is believed to be a recording of the... um, Like an audio? Nope, not that. Okay. A written down... That's impressive. (laughs) Maybe ancient aliens were right. (laughs) That whole series. It's on Hulu, by the way. A written recording of the wisdom that Jesus of Nazareth imparted to the disciple Mary Magdalene. And um, it's there's only three copies of this manuscript that have been found. One is in the Coptic language, which is Egyptian. Mm-hmm. To this day, Egyptian Christians, Coptic Christians still use the Coptic language. As they should. Um, the other two are in Greek. and As Greeks still <laughs> use today. Yes. Funny how all that works. Yes. All- Instead of ass English. Right, exactly. All three of these manuscripts that have been found all are missing the same chunk of pages, which I think is very interesting. So Mm. she talks through the history of it. Another conspiracy. There's a thing, speaking of conspiracies, in the year, like, 333 or something like that. No, I could be off on the dates. B or A? A. Okay. Yeah. I'm just checking. This is this, a- I was going to say, AD. one of the popes, one of the early popes, Uh-oh. maybe a Clement or a Gregory, okay. gave a homily on the seven sins of Mary Magdalene. Uh-oh. Now, this is part of a bigger conspiracy to mm, decre- discredit yeah. the wisdom that Mary a, Magdalene had been teaching. A woman <laughs> would bring. How dare you? Yeah, exactly. Right? Get back in the sandwich-making mode. <laughs> But two jobs. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) This author takes those seven things or the seven demons that Mary was said to have been had exercised from herself or others uh, by Jesus. Oh, okay. Oh, Uh, had. Yes. And then had them done. Yes. There were seven demons that were exercised from her. And I think it was this Pope who put names to these. I can't remember if it was in actual canonical scripture or if that was in his homily. But anyway, the author takes each of those and kind of muses through essay form. She writes her own sort of homily on each of those sevens and seven, um, they're not even really sins. They're things like darkness and, um, oh my gosh, I'm drawing a blank. I should have drawn up, drawn up. It's fine. It's fine. People can read a book. <laughs> I should have opened the table of contents. Anyway, so she does this sort of homily and then she just has these like personal essays, almost memoir style, but they all come back to the wisdom of the Gospel of Mary. Okay. So I'm only into the second of the sort of seven sins and it's just. You're happily committing them both. <laughs> <laughs> It's wildly fascinating. I was up late, pretty late for me, reading until I just couldn't keep my eyes open anymore. Until you couldn't stand hearing any more of the Czech language in the background? (laughs) Yes, to the musical, the melodic (laughs) background of the Czech interpretation. Sweet sounds of Czech. (laughs) But it's so good. I know that this topic might be a little controversial or even off-putting for some people. I understand that. But um, I'm finding it to be wildly fascinating, and I'm very grateful for TikTok bringing it to my attention. May I interject the thing that I've been... Holding on to? Keistering. (laughs) (laughs) It's good. I'm developing vocabulary skills. Mm -hmm. Um, At least in our experience of... A Protestant upbringing, which is 
granted, it's middle part of the country in a, our own little bubble yeah. of experience. I'm not saying this is how it is everywhere. Just this is what we experienced. Sure. Is that growing up in the Protestant church, there was always this very fearful warning about, well, you better not, you better not read. If you read anything outside of biblical, proper, or somebody that's been approved by one of the the church organizations, yeah. then you're, you're, flirting with learning the details of evil. Right. And you'll be misled. Yes. Yes. And yes. so we we grew up in a place where reading a book like this was not at all acceptable. Right. Now, we've having been both Protestant and Catholic and things, it was interesting as we moved into the Catholic Church where the the Catholic perspective, at least as we understand it, has been look you know, the canonized books, which are different between Catholics and Protestants. Protestants kick out several books of the Old Testament. Um, but the Catholic Church says, look, these are the canonized books, and these are where you should go for absolute guidance and figuring out right and wrong and all of that. But that doesn't mean that the books that weren't canonized aren't potentially helpful and, and good and fine in some way. Right. So feel free. Go read those if you want. Yeah. But it's hard to transition in a single lifetime between an absolute, what seemed at least to us like an absolute forbiddance to, sure, do, fine, whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so it feels a little guilty to read this, maybe. I think that's what it is. I think you're right. That feels accurate to the experience so far. But... Not so guilty that I'm not reading it and enjoying well, it. The fact is, you got some big girl pants and you put them on. I did, and you you said, you know what, I'm I'm responsible and I can, mm-hmm. I can read and I can if I if I smell poo, I can call it out, and if not, I can enjoy what's there to be gleaned from anything. Or if you smell poo, it might be because Izzy pooped in the it house. It might again. because you have a new dog that prefers indoor pooping. <laughs> I mean, I prefer indoor pooping. <laughs> Let's be honest, all of America does, or we'd still have outhouses. That's a very fair point. Now, there's probably a few, and I don't want to besmirch the reputations of those who enjoy a good sneaky outdoor poop now and again, but mm-hmm. that's a different it's a different show. Okay. Yes. Or maybe a topic for another episode. A topic for another day. All right, that was reading. Do you have any reading contribution? I don't think so this week. Okay. Uh, listening. This just came across my radar. Oh, you go have a, you have oh, a I, have, I have a listen. You go ahead. Okay. I'm going to sort of listen while you sort of awesome. Okay. I found it. Go ahead. Okay. Well, awesome Carrie, who listens to uh, not just sort of awesome, but to awesome today, she overheard when I was not overheard. It's not overhearing she, if you push play on a podcast. She was spying <laughs> on our podcast. How dare her. She noticed in a recent episode of Awesome Today. There's paperwork to be filed if you'd like to listen to any of the awesome shows. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, she noted when I was telling you how AJ is so into the alt R&B scene with artists like uh, Frank Ocean and Tyler, the creator, and some of that whole genre. Mm-hmm. We have, then that led us into our whole biggest spat we've had in a long time about the the meaning and nature of alt country it's true and we probably do need to revisit that at some point probably so there's a lot of mansplaining to be done 
Oh, good. I, I <laughs> certainly haven't had enough of that in my life. Well, not yet. That's why I'm still here. <laughs> okay. The good Lord will take me home when I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Anyway, awesome. Carrie reached out to say, um, hey, you might want to check out and maybe even uh, introduce your daughter to my son, who is an all R&B artist. Is this matchmaking? Um, I don't think so. Our daughter's only 15. <laughs> I was Let's say, calm it it's down. It's music matchmaking. Okay, that's fair. Which is one of my favorite kinds of matchmaking. Holds her son. I would imagine he's a young adult. Like 15? He's, he's going to school in Nashville, so okay. I think he's post-high school, okay. we can assume. I just, of course, I don't. I don't suggest that there's any no. ugly intentions here. It's all uh, just, just all helping to find new music, discover new music. So mm-hmm. her husband, is, not husband, no. Her husband and son. Nope, just her Originally son. from Arkansas, moved to <laughs> oh Nashville. Gosh. Sorry, Arkansas. You knew you were going to get pulled into that one. <laughs> just let me try to get this out, even though I am stumbling my words so badly. Um, her son's stage name is Casper Sage. He is on Spotify. I went over and checked out some of it. I'm very excited to, to tell AJ about it because she's always AJ. Like, I know you feel skeptical about this. What I feel skeptical about is that anything cool you find and suggest will automatically <laughs> no, no. get the stamp of disapproval. I know. I, I'm going to have to figure out how to do this very um, low key. Maybe scream one night into the darkness. I hate Casper Sage. <laughs> and that's the only way she'll listen <laughs> yeah. to it. Oh, I got to check that out. <laughs> She is 15. If I like or suggest or approve of anything, then it's an automatic, oh, no. Yeah. I can't do it. Oh, that was cute, Mom. Nice try. Yeah. Um, Anyway, Casper Sage is on Spotify. This is awesome, Carrie's son. I am going to try to figure out a way to low-key be like, oh, hey. Maybe just... I'm just going to start playing it in my car. Yeah, just play it and be like, I don't know who this is. It's not my favorite. (laughs) Anyway, I will put a link in the show notes to um, so that you guys can go check out Casper Sage on Spotify as well. Nice. Support in Oklahoma. Awesome. Making it big in the all R&B world. I feel like TikTok should be sponsoring us at this point. Uh, probably. Because, and sort of awesome, the main show. Because my listen okay. is something I ran across there. Um, and I think you can probably go to any music provider. I, you could go to TikTok and find this if you want. But look up Whiter Shade of Pale. It's not a new song. It's an old song. And I certainly recognized it when I heard it, saw it, whatever you do on TikTok. I only, I only watch TikTok with my eyes closed and in the Czech language. So there's that. This is a... This is... So, like, some songs... The uh, the artist as they perform it, I mean, you can you it's like you can feel the depths of their soul as they belt out, yeah, whatever. And to me, this is one of those. Man, it's strong. I don't even. It probably it could mean something terrible. I don't know. It yeah. could mean it could reference something that's embarrassing. I don't even know. Just the the emotion that you feel when you listen to this song. It's very powerful. Okay, well, I'll link that in the show notes as well. Perfect. Okay. Um, so those are our watches, our reads, our listens. I think it's time for everyone to buckle it up. We have a lifestyle first. Oh, wait, you do have one lifestyle I before have a we lifestyle. get into the conspiracy. I'm going to make the bold assumption mm-hmm. that none of your main listeners have beards. Not proper. Not that they would want to have. 
they may have a whisker here and there that they angrily pluck. Ants do you that you I often have so many whiskers. No, no, you right have now. a couple. You like to poke at them and feel them, even though nobody can see them. But I know what you're doing when I see you do it. It's so bad. It's because I haven't been taking my progesterone. Is that what it is? Yep. Or is it because life happens and well, that you too. grow hairs? I have got a couple hairs that grow out of the inside of my ear now that irritate the hell out of me, and I. I pull them and it hurts. It's like they're rooted in the base of my brain. Mm, I hate those. Um, anyway, that's all disgusting and not awesome. But I have a beard recommend. Anybody who has a, a beard-wearing friend, whether it's just a, a what I call a nightclub beard, which is like mm-hmm. a little more than a five o'clock shadow, yeah. all the way up to a ridiculous Duck Dynasty hillbilly beard like I myself am currently sporting. Mm-hmm. So I've never used, not with any consistency, beard products. I've been graced, though I don't have much hair on top of my head any longer. I have a, I have a luxurious, healthy beard. Mm-hmm. So I just haven't used products that often. But it's getting big enough that when a few hairs here and there decide they want to be wily. Oh, yeah. That's like three, four, five inches of wiliness poking out somewhere inappropriately inappropriate never never beard don't touch people in the store <laughs> it's it's a problem that's also why you got kicked out of homeland that was, being i would have been kicked out for that if it weren't for the flower incident and winter is coming <laughs> it's fair i am familiar with had been familiar with a brand whose name is what I will pronounce as Cremo, yeah. C-R-E-M-O, Cremo. Um, I don't know. I was digging around, doing some light searching online. What are, you know, you start with the trash. What's the best whatever? And yeah. 3,000 sponsored people want to tell you immediately. Mm-hmm. But I did on multiple lists continue to run across Cremo, which is a company that I believe has its origins in around 2005, which would have been the first time I ran across them because they made a shaving cream, Mm -hmm. but they have pushed into a full line of beard products. Okay. Now, they're on the lower end of price, which I appreciate, especially in a testing phase. Mm -hmm. And they are available Amazon, Target, I think some Walmarts also. Yeah. It's, a, it's a readily available thing. And so I, I just hopped in the old Jeep and I drove over to Target and I picked up several things. There's one in particular that I will absolutely advocate for. Okay. This is their Beard Serum. Yes. You're, you're interested already, aren't you? I can smell it from here. Well, and that's the second part. The first part is... That the serum is a mixture of many oils, of course, coconut and castor being primary two, which are wonderful mm-hmm. products, especially mm-hmm. for a beard and for skin. Mm-hmm. What you like is the particular version of the serum I got, which is the Palo Santo. Mm-hmm. And it is scented with bright cardamom and dry papyrus Dang. as the primary notes. It is a delightful smell. It's so good. But that enough, that alone rather is not enough. To be a good beard product, it must hydrate, it must do all the things, and it does them quite well. I'm I'm truly not just bullshitting here. I'm superlatively impressed with what this does to my beard. It makes it look healthy. It makes all those flyaways lay down and behave. Yes. It's soft. I find myself 
very professorially stroking my own beard with much greater frequency. Yes. Which, why not? It's my beard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's a that's a cheap, easy stocking stuffer. Oh, Last sure. minute, because you can get it at Target. Amazon may still be able to deliver it on time. Throw that on your list. Hey, use it yourself if you want to actually bring those couple of beard whiskers along and see, well, how nasty can we be? <laughs> oh, my. Well, it smells so good. Every time I pass you or we are speaking to each other, I can't help myself but to rave about how good well. it smells. I'll be honest. I've been groped. <laughs> Beard groped. It wasn't against my will, but I didn't ask for it either. <laughs> it wasn't completely consensual, but it wasn't non-consensual. It was more like a stop, keep doing it kind yes. of a situation. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, whoa, look at you. Yeah, I got a notification. I get like one a week, so I feel pretty hot <laughs> right thing now. that happened while we were recording. Yeah, I'll turn the... Ring her off, not that another one will come until next week. Yes. Speaking of all things men's grooming, I took the twins to a real barbershop here in Oklahoma City. A real-life barbershop? I did, and they got a real-life haircut from a real-life barber, and they thought the whole thing was great. My favorite part of the barbershop is that they have a uh, a pet German Shepherd of the very chill variety. You you surmised surely this must have been a former like service, yeah 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 like police service dog something it yes was, it was like a kindly loving old grandpa who would also rip the throat out of anybody that threatened these people basically yes I think it's a girl but so maybe a kindly old Same grandma thing. well and we all know how vicious they can be <laughs> she wandered around and checked every single person who came in she gave him a little check in like she okay, smelled you're their private <laughs> she was just so chill and huge a huge german shepherd and it's just, the best kind if you're gonna get a shepherd get a big one yeah so well behaved and get just a well-behaved one really we sweet. didn't when we had one <laughs> And the boys enjoyed their time at the barbershop, and it was nice. I felt wildly uncomfortable. I was, of course, the only woman in there the hour that we spent there. It was 45 minutes, I guess. And That's felt, the beauty of a barbershop. Yeah, I felt really out of place. I should have just waited in the car. <laughs> well, text me maybe. when they're done. The I'll boys may have come back with mustaches and <laughs> yes. body oils. I don't know. Is that a thing anymore? I don't know. That uh, used to be a thing. It, I think it's always been a thing. It okay. continues to be a thing. Perfect. Um, let's talk conspiracies. Okay. We've buried this for this long. Yes. Now, I'll be up, up front with this. I did write and am going to be trying to read in a conversational tone because there's a lot here. And I don't trust myself to not mess it up. Do you want to tell us about, because you, you and I have not talked about this at all. I knew mm -hmm. you were going to do this. I knew that you'd prepared. I asked you to, in fact. Mm -hmm. You you had started to tell me that you saw this TikTok and it got you interested. And I was like, wait. No, you said wait. Someone well, said we, wait. We were like, we shouted, should, wait should in our, we wait? In other's faces. In our feeble old-bodied voices. <laughs> wait. <laughs> I can't see. All I hear is the Czech language. <laughs> Someday we'll actually be old doing this And that won't be as funny Our, our kids would say You guys are already old So yeah, don't they, worry about that They would Um. Anyway What was the context for the TikTok? You were just scrolling your FYP Just 
I don't even have that because I don't it have is, an account. Kyle, that's it's still your FIP. I disagree, but that's fine. <laughs> that's just a topic having... for another day. Okay. I was just scrolling through and I saw a thing, and this is not uncommon for me. I quite enjoy this, and it's why I won't create. Wait, can I tell you something? An account. Can yes. I tell you something? <laughs> the only two people in my life who are like. If you send me something, it just says it's from user, and then it's like this whole long mm. string of numbers. The only other person is my friend Vanessa, who is also an Enneagram 5. Both of you think you are gaming. Stay strong, Vanessa. <laughs> Don't listen to Meg's BS. Stay you strong. Both, you both think you're gaming <clears throat> TikTok's algorithm by and, and keeping your privacy for, for Enneagram 5s. Privacy is very important. I don't think I'm keeping it. I think I'm diluting their ability to pinpoint who it is. I think they're like, well, it's either him or one of those kids. <laughs> and in a court of law, that will still defend me. Okay. Anyway, I think it's so hilarious that the only two people I know that don't have an actual, even if they never post anything, just have an account for, you know, watching and sending mm -hmm. are my two Enneagram fives. Okay. Well, you would like to throw people into a group. I love it. I okay. live for it. All, All right. right don't, uh, don't. Don't try to over-assume what's going to happen. Just flow with me here, okay? I have a story for you. I'm ready. I even I changed positions. In my you show. did. You did. I feel a little bit invaded. This is not a new story. Okay. You may have recollections of having heard this in days gone by. Okay. And I cannot promise you that I will tell this story perfectly. Will you please tell it to me in the Czech language? <laughs> I will try. Um, and there are undoubtedly many, even amongst our listeners to this show, who could tell the story better. But I will still share it okay. with you. All right. You like a conspiracy. I love a conspiracy. I like a conspiracy, and I love a conspiracy. Why? Why do you think that is? Because I just think there's always more to the story. And I think there's explanations out there that we don't get. And okay. I'm fascinated by that. Do you like all conspiracies? Um, No, there's some I patently hate. I agree. They have to be good. Yes. They, they, they need to be ones that can't be debunked, but also that can't be proven real too can't easily. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Secondarily, but tied in, I, I think I really prefer them to remain in conspiracy status. Me too. I love it. And maybe that's because so often when something is confirmed, which isn't often, but when they are, some high crime has truly been committed. Well, no one meaningful is yeah, brought to justice. That's for sure. It's some patsy. They parade around. They try them. They sentence them. And then either prior to or while in jail, they somehow magically commit suicide with a rubber knife yeah, or something like that. And that's not awesome. I'll give you an example. Oh, no. <laughs> I hate the game Clue. I always what? have hated the game Clue. Colonel Mustard in the parlor with a candlestick? Almost. Even when you can satisfy the burden of proof that it was Colonel Mustard in the conservatory and with the lead pipe... He escapes to a country with no extradition agreement and perpetually delightful weather. That's not okay. You want justice. I want justice or no proof. Yeah. So anyway, today I am going to tell you about a ship. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at bluenile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. A luxury British steamship named the Olympic. Oh, what do you know of the Olympic? What do you know of her? The Olympic was a British luxury ship. Okay. End of story. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> have an awesome today. Would you? Please do. Um, have you heard of the Britannic? Uh, no, but remember how I tried to say Titanic? <laughs> it's true. And have you heard of the Titanic? Yes. Or the Titanic, as it were? I have, yes. Or depending on who you listen to, maybe it's pronounced Titanic. <laughs> I don't know. Love to say Titanic. I think it's hilarious that somebody, there was a comedian that insisted that's the only way they would say it. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> these three were actually all, they were sister ships. Oh, okay. Kind of like the pilgrims had when coming to America, yeah. except nothing like that at all. Oh. No, no pilgrims were harmed in the sinking of the Titanic. Okay, good <laughs> to clarify. In fact, this story centers around the idea that the Puritans did not come to America for religious freedom, rather for the freedom to oppress others with their own religious views. I do believe that, but I really I'm gonna, I'm interested how you're connecting the pilgrim yeah. to the Titanic. Actually, I probably read a wrong page of notes for that <laughs> portion. That's not correct. This story, <laughs> this story actually suggests that the Titanic never sank. Really? Somebody tell James Cameron. Well, his movie is a farce. Here's the thing: I think James cashed his check, and he doesn't give a damn. <laughs> okay. Um, so these, these three ships, they were categorized as Olympic class ocean liners. Okay. They were all built by the Harland and Wolf shipyards in Belgium. Sure. No, Belfast. I'm sorry. The two different places. Completely misread. I only got one good eye <laughs> and it's still reeling from the Czech language. Um, this all occurs in the early 1900s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. These, these three sister ships being built. Uh -huh. The Olympic was the first of the three that were completed. Got it. In 1911, it was made in 1910, completed in 1910. In 1911, then, within its early months of operation, it was involved in two, not one, but two serious Collisions. Oh, dang. it's the worst kind. It's the serious yes, kind. Yes, especially for a luxury ocean liner. Okay, I touched my screen and then page scrolled completely, and now I can't get it to quit doing something. Excuse me while I clear my throat. Nope. Um, 
There we go. Okay, we're back. Okay, that was good. <clears throat> Clearing my throat. Yes. This is good audio. Right this now. is good. I'm trying to squint and read. Okay. Okay. You need to borrow a pair of my readers. Probably, except it only worked for the bad eye. <laughs> and I'm not used to reading out of it. Okay. Two two serious collisions. The second of the two is the one most notably recorded because it happened to be with a Royal Navy cruiser, mm. British, as it were. This resulted in the Olympics sustaining structural damage to the keel and steel beams, two things which are kind of important. Uh, yes, you don't want to have damage to yeah, either. Every Puritan knows this. <laughs> Why? Depending on whose version of the story you want to read. Yeah. It may have been the damage. It may have been so severe that the ship was unfixable. Mm. The Olympic. Yeah. Unfixable. Okay. Two wrecks. Got it. Puritans. Clocked it. Colonel Mustard. Got you. Extradition. Mm-hmm. The owner of the three sister ships was a company named White Star Line. And yes, I did emphasize the H. White Star Line. Got it. And the relatively new owner of that company at this time was none other than Colonel Mustard. No. No, I'm sorry. It was <laughs> J.P. Morgan. Oh, really? Perhaps you've heard of him? We bank there. I was going to say, I hope you've heard of him. His name is on all of our banking statements. Yes. Well, Morgan, J.P., as it were, yes. um, he was the controlling owner of the International Mercantile Marine Group, mm. who in turn purchased White Star Line in 1902. Yes. The Olympic of the three ships was launched in October of 10, 1910, that is, not 2010. Oh, my. Yes. yes. Um, then, as previously mentioned, wrecked a couple of times. Who the hell are they hiring to, hey, Where's the guy that's in the future? Where's the drunk five-year-old that's going to make Hulu's interface? Because we'd like him to pilot our proud Olympic. <laughs> that second wreck was in September of 11. Mm-hmm. So now as, as many business ventures go, the White Star Line would have and did utilize financing for the building of their ships. For sure. Securing that with... Then the promise, the intention of using profits from their cruise line business Mm -hmm. to satisfy payment of the debt. Okay. So with the Olympic being taken out of commission effectively, and the Titanic not yet completed, and the Britannic, who even knows? Nobody bothers to talk about the Britannic. I know, right? I didn't even know it existed. It's a stupid name, let's be honest. Well, Encyclopedia didn't think so. Yeah, well, but they also didn't try to float on a box of books across the ocean, did they? (laughs) It's not fit for the ocean. It's not seaworthy. Yes. That's an aside. Um, They would have relied on their profits to pay loan payments. Well, with the Olympic taken out of commission, Titanic not yet operational, there may have been some concerns about solvency, about satisfying those pesky debt payments. Well, and J.P. Morgan was no fool. Or was he? Well... I don't know. A fool like a fox. Is that a statement? No, no, I don't think it is. But eventually, smart enough to buy Chase Bank. Well, did he? He Uh, he bought, well, is he dead? Long since. That may come up later. (laughs) Um, The three ships, but especially the Olympic and the the Titanic, Mm -hmm. 
they were terribly similar, with some people even claiming that these two, the Olympic and the Titanic, nearly identical. Okay, I could see that. They are sisters, and sometimes yes. sisters look nearly identical. At least in profile. Yeah. Which was the case here. Okay. Now, some of the differences included the number of portholes on the forward sea decks, the spacing of the windows on the B decks, okay. and not to leave out the A decks, the forward section of the promenade. Okay. Now, the Olympics' second collision, yeah, the debilitating one, right, which we identified was with a naval ship. Uh-huh. This was ultimately blamed on the Olympic. Oh, because mm. you can't let the naval ship take the blame. Well, right? the question is, how many arguments have you won with the government? Mm, well, I haven't gotten into too many so far. You've thought about it. Yeah. You've just never persisted. It's like, okay, IRS, I guess I'll just give you my damn money. Well, that's true. You don't win. Now, the combination of this assignment of blame to the White Star Line, and the fact that the damage done gave the ship a slight but permanent list to the left. Oh, no. You don't want it listing to the left. Well, definitely not. Or to not. the right. Neither, but definitely not the left. Depending on what direction you're facing, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Which hemisphere you're in. But for the northern hemisphere, it's a problem. Um, <laughs> the insurance company did what insurance companies are known for. Uh, they refused to pay up. Absolutely. Okay. Denied the claim. Yes. Okay. Well, okay, what then? What then can the White Star Line do besides, one, clench their butt cheeks over the financial tight spot in which they have found themselves? A pickle of sorts? A pickle, indeed. <laughs> have you ever found yourself in the throes of a financial butt clenching. Of course, many a time. As the owner of either the White Star Line or the former owner of an unseaworthy 2006 Toyota Sienna minivan, <laughs> what would you do? Sell it. Get rid of it. If you could. If I could. But if everybody knew, who's, <laughs> who's going to pay for her now? She's all sullied. <laughs> And she lists to the left. She lists to the left. Nobody wants a gal that lists. <laughs> well, as some would insist. Oh, no. I see where this is going. The choice selected was to commit insurance fraud. Yes. To disguise the Olympic as... The Titanic. The Titanic. Oh, And no. to sink the damaged, air quotes, Olympic... Operationally replacing her with the Titanic and through the new insurance claim, secure the money for a replacement Olympic class ocean liner. Of course, it's easier than stealing candy from a Puritan baby. I don't know why the Puritans keep coming up, but JP Morgan, you old rascal. Oh, is he though? You old or insurance. Do you even know rascal. yet? Okay. Let's discuss. Some of the evidences, both for and against this idea. Okay. One, the Olympic had 16 portholes okay. on the ship. Yeah. The Titanic, 14. That's too less, if my math is correct. I believe you've nailed it, Okay, Colonel Mustard. There is evidence proving this photographic evidence of the Titanic in dry dock, showing it with 14 portholes. Now, at the time of its maiden voyage, another photo shows it with 
16. Oh, no. Just like the Olympic. You can't just be... That's not possible. You can't well, just be adding the portholes. Can you? Did they add I mean, I don't know. two portholes between the dates of the two photos? I don't know anything about naval construction. Here's the thing. Oh. Fortunately for you, I do. Okay. <laughs> One of my past side gigs was as a porthole sommelier. That's so dumb. Did you just make that up? Um, I made it up when I wrote my script. Were you, were you giggling? I was because <laughs> port's a kind of wine. Get it? It was like a secret dad joke hidden in there. <laughs> An embedded I feel pretty tickled with myself <laughs> over that. I can tell you that you don't go about cutting new portholes all willy-nilly. <laughs> There's a protocol to be followed. I'm sure that's right. Now, number two, another interesting wait, thing. Wait, wait. I could just see you at your computer. I was giggling, Google, okay? But before that, you were Googling, can you add portholes? No, actually, <laughs> I did Google. Here's what I Googled. How the hell do you spell sommelier? <laughs> It's true. Yes. Um, another interesting thing here is that the windows on the Olympic were somewhat unevenly spaced. Oh. And on the Titanic, more evenly spaced. Yet again, photographic evidence exists. And by the time the doomed maiden voyage began, the Titanic's windows had moved. Uh, oh. Mm hmm. Yeah. Let's go back to that old list to port. Mm -hmm. now, previously mentioned, the Olympics' second collision had caused this permanent instance where I continue to touch things on my screen that you, can you cause me to nose. completely... I, I need better devices in my old age. Yes. An iPad, perhaps. Keep talking. I'm, I'm looking... Well, the important... Found it. Never mind. Okay. <laughs> okay. This previous accident collision had caused this permanent two degree, which is no small number of degrees as degrees go in maritime law. Maritime. That's the word yes. I was looking for. Uh, a two degree list of ports. Something that the undamaged Titanic would not naturally suffer of from. Of course. Interestingly, one passenger who survived the wreck... Yeah. did report a list to port, having noticed it due to how the skyline showed on the port side of the ship throughout the, the period of the pre-wreck voyage. I would guess that people were more sensitive to such things. Well, here's the thing. I would never notice that. The survivor was deemed to be a reliable observer. They were an English teacher. Okay. They was, they were, is am or was were, um, whatever linking verb there. They were an English teacher. And so we can't just write it off that they were cockeyed or someone irresponsible, high on opiates of the day, visiting the dragon, as it were, all those things. That's, those are all accurate terms. I'm not besmirching anyone. Uh, yes, but I don't – okay. As a, as a one-time English teacher, I will simply say, yes, of course, that makes them a credible source. Okay. Yeah, well, exactly. Who doesn't trust their science teacher? What? Science. Did I say English? Yes. Okay. Well, fine. It this, was a science teacher. The science teacher was actually an English teacher. <laughs> okay. It was a science teacher. I don't know. Maybe I... I'm so confused. I was trying to butter you up. Am I, I having an opium dream right now? It's possible. Um, another point. There were severe challenges with staffing the ship with a specific section of crew. Now, during the, the time of the launch of the Titanic, there was... A English 
nationwide coal strike. Oh. And what this meant was then there were thousands of all of the things involved with coal engines. Firemen, boiler stokers, and greasers. And they're all on strike. They're on strike. They're short of work. And note that these greasers, they are not the same ones portrayed. In the 1983 hit movie, The Outsiders, Stay Golden, Pony Boy, or Ralph Macchio Will Karate Kick You. I was just going to ask the connection, but you you covered it. Thank you. You Back on task. Despite this high unemployment, the Titanic struggled to find crew with many men Purportedly, reportedly, one of the orderlies, I think reportedly. Um, refusing to work on the ship at any price. Oh, dang. And the suggested reason is rumors that were circling that the ships had been swapped, that the oh. pretend Titanic, the original Olympic, was haunted, was meant to be sunk and haunted okay. at the same time. Yeah. And nobody, nobody's going to sign up for that no. on purpose, right? It was a literal death sentence. Let's go to the Passenger Manifest. Okay. There are some noteworthy items here. Mm-hmm. The unsinkable Molly Brown. She sunk, in fact. No. She was um, unsinkable. She survived. Well, her nethers sunk. <laughs> and that's the most important part of any person, right? Oh, uh, No, going. it's the brain. <laughs> We're all here for the brain. Okay. Um, first... Despite all of the hype that surrounded this this launch, and there was plenty of hype, as it were, it was the originator of hype. This is this is its DJ name, the originator of hype. Um, the ship was only half booked, roughly. Oh, a lot of empty rooms. Yeah, anti occupancy uh, efficacy mm-hmm. words. Was this to minimize the risk of a planned scuttling, perhaps? Don't know. Maybe. Additionally, there were several, several instances of very high-profile passengers making last-minute decisions to cancel their journey. Mm -mm -mm. J.P. Morgan himself, who normally would have, by God, you're going to be on your ocean liner. Yes. He himself was scheduled to be on it, but then days before departure, claimed illness oh and withdrew. Word. Now, the New York Times, oh yeah, they were around back then too. There was a report from them that claimed that on the day of the sinking, Morgan was seen in perfect health with his mistress in <gasps> France. Oh my. Of course. The scandal. Of course, French mistresses are known for the healing powers of their affections. <laughs> Additionally... Industrialist Henry Clay Frick, banker Horace J. Harding, and billionaire George Washington Vanderbilt of the jeans, Vanderbilt jeans, maybe, um, all of these men connected in business to mm-hmm. J.P. Morgan. Yes. They all also made last-minute cancellations. This is what the children today would call sus. It is sus. Do you know who didn't cancel? The unsinkable Molly Brown. But there were others. But Jack I'm I'm going to tease that. Well, Jack and Rose, but they were busy drawing nudes of each other. And listen, if you're willing to participate in that, one of you will live. That's one of the laws of the sea. But only one. Davy Jones wrote it. Yes. He keeps it in his locker. That's right. No, who? Who didn't cancel? We'll get to that later. Oh. I teased you. You teased. I'm a, I'm a real Ooh. sink tease. <laughs> 
Um, what about the SS Californian? Is that the one that saved all the people out of the sea? Oh, well, not all of them. Well, 1,500 of which died. Yeah, I was going to say as many as they could. Yeah, here's the thing. Here's the thing. And I'm glad you were familiar with that. I wasn't, but that's an aside. If you're familiar with any of the lore or, in fact, history around the sinking of the Titanic, you might recall <laughs> the Titanic, that the, the ship, the SS California, was actually blamed for the loss of so many lives. Now, this ship, guess who owned it? J.P. Morgan. J.P. freaking Morgan. Man, when he's not busy banking, he's buying all the damn ships. I thought you were going to say busy banging. Uh, he, well, <laughs> listen, she has the healing power in her loins. Everyone knows this. Um, when he wasn't banking and banging, he was building ships. He was building ships and something else we'll get to in the future of this podcast. Listen, the SS Californian was also a passenger ship. Interestingly, it was stopped in the middle of the Atlantic, yeah. 12 miles from where the Titanic sunk. That does seem highly suspicious. And do you know what kind of ship it was? A haunted ship. <laughs> it was a haunted passenger ship. Do you know how many passengers it had on board? Um, it rhymes with zero. Oh, what? Makes a lot of sense, right? Why is there a passenger ship stopped in the middle of the Atlantic with zero passengers? You know what it did have on board? Lifeboats. Three thousand wool blankets and dry clothing. Oh, this is the this is the most scathing thing yet. Mm, isn't it? Interesting? I didn't know this. One of the survivors of the Titanic sinking, <laughs> the unsinkable Molly Brown. Molly Brown, or one of her friends, one of her other less <laughs> less buoyant but still unsinkable friends. <laughs> She demanded, she insisted that in the moment of mayhem, that staff, officers aboard the Titanic had told her, stop being a hysterical woman. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, the Californian is on its way. Oh my gosh. The problem seems to be that despite its empty cabin and shitload of woolen blankets... <laughs> That it had stopped too far away to make it to the wreck before 1,500 people died. Damn it, California. You literally had one job. Literally. California, one. what have you not messed up lately? <laughs> Since at least 1910 or 11, whatever. This is ridiculous. Get your Californian shit together. It's not all sunrises and sunsets. Come on. Okay. Oh, um, 1,500 people died because of their ineptitude. Well, the plot thickens or... It's already pretty thick. ...broadens or something. All right. Now, the wreck itself, and if you recall, and you probably do because it was in your lifetime, the wreckage yes. of the Titanic yes. was discovered in 1985. That's right. I do remember. Do you remember the weekly readers we used to get? You know I do. With the little I beat stories? every one of those damn lazy-ass mazes. <laughs> And word searches. Come on. Who can't read the word me? I remember this being big news in the Weekly Reader. Yes. You know what else was big news? Uh, yes, I do, but probably different than what you're going to point to. Acid rain. Oh, acid rain. <laughs> you remember killer bees? killer bees? We're getting way off track. Yes. Okay. So the wreck itself yes. discovered in 85, visible on the Titanic's 
propeller was a stamp that said an ID folks. stamp that said JP Morgan's a prick. <laughs> <laughs> All he cares about is money and French whores. <laughs> no, there was a stamp ID as would be put on machined and manufactured parts, yeah. ID number 401. Now, that is the correct number for the Titanic. Oh, okay, that's interesting. But but Many people have pointed to the reality that the Titanic wasn't ready to be launched yet, the Olympic was damaged, and that some parts from the Titanic were moved, one of them being the propeller, to the Olympic. So, of course, yes. the, the propeller on this sunken Olympic, disguised as the Titanic, would have that stamp on it. Okay. Um, also visible... On the wreckage are what appear, because, you know, it's been underwater, salt water and corroding and all of that, but what appear to be the letters M and P. Now, listen, I'm no rocket scientist, but Titanic has neither an M nor a P <laughs> right, 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 in right. its name. But do you know what does? Olympic. Olympic. Hey, wait, wait, wait. Can mm -hmm. we pause in it? I hope I don't break your stride. Oh, it's fine. It's fine. I'm I'm confused about one point. Are they, is the conspiracy that it was the Olympic that sank, but did it hit an iceberg or was that a fiction? There's, there's a lot of intricacies like that that are touched on. Yeah. And I encourage anybody who's interested, go read. There's a myriad of resources. There may or may not be some linkage in the notes to, to this. Um, let's come back to that. Oh, okay. Let's right. come back to that. I won't cover it satisfactorily, but okay. we'll, we'll address it again. Okay. Um, maybe if I remember last on the wreckage portion, it appears to show evidence of gray paint used as an undercoating to okay. the, the main coat of paint. For sure. And that would be consistent with the Olympic, but not the Titanic who used black base coat okay is and, it possible it just faded over time well it is possible shades of gray being what they are yes when i was a early financial advisor we participated in much much internal continuing education within our company and one of the segments that we all loved to hate they called shades of gray <laughs> And it was always Wildly the presentation <laughs> of some scenario where an advisor ultimately had broken the law and had their license revoked over something that just didn't seem black and white. It was just a shade of gray. <laughs> we had a lot of fun making fun of that. Yeah. And it still sticks in my proverbial craw. Okay. Okay. Now let's look at the evidence against a conspiracy. Okay. As weak as it may be. Right. Or maybe it's strong. I don't know. You well, tell let's me. Let's find out. Besides the propeller with the ID stamp of 401, there were, in fact, several places on the wreck with the 401 stamp ID, including many pieces of furniture and other artifacts recovered by those damnable salvagers. <laughs> They're fine. I don't have any judgment against them. Okay. <laughs> this means... At best, or at worst, however you want to look at it, that a, a true swap of identity would have 
had to have been increasingly elaborate. I was going to say, that seems like a lot of work Mm -hmm. for something that you know you're going to sink. But what's at stake, right? Maybe it's worth a lot of work. Maybe you've employed the entire Democratic Party and stolen an election. I'm just kidding. I don't (laughs) care about any of that. That was a different thing. The Puritans were there, too. Yes. Um, And Colonel Mustard. Now, some claim, some would claim that these two ships, these sister ships, were actually far less identical than claimed, Uh, making the swap improbable. Okay. Who knows, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Some people insist that the loss of reputation that would have Mm. been suffered from sinking a vessel would have outweighed the fiscal benefit Maybe. That's who knows? A stretch. Because, hey, who wants to sail with a company that drowns its patrons? Yeah. Especially when your target client is the wealthy. Drowning and opulence make for strange bedfellows. <laughs> I could see you also giggling. When I you did. Wrote that. I giggled a lot when I wrote that. I love the word bedfellows, and any time I get to use it, which is usually by force, um, I enjoy it. Yes. Um, how about the whole perspective of unsinkable? Have you heard this? I mean, it wasn't just Molly Brown. I was going to say, <laughs> was, Molly Brown sure Also, she was like, move, hand me the Titanic nameplate. I'm unsinkable. <laughs> the Titanic was dubbed pre, pre-voyage as unsinkable. Could conspirators have planned something so complex as what would ultimately be required for the Titanic to sink? Would there Surely there would have been too many little individual things that could have gone wrong that would have resulted in a not sunken body of evidence of fraud. Wow. That really built to a really point. I like to practice my theatrics. Yeah, you like to practice your courtroom dramas. Yes, my English courtroom. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that's that's valid, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. What about... Whichever of those two that did sink, one of them didn't, right? Right. Whether it was the Olympic or the Titanic proper. Yeah. Whichever ship it was that didn't sink, well, it continued in service. Yeah. It acted as a troop transport during World War I, and then it resumed service as a luxury liner in the 20s and 30s, I believe, finally retired and dismantled in 1935. And in all of that time, no evidence ever emerged suggesting it to not be the Olympic. Okay. What about the list to the left? That, I don't know. I didn't see any reference to. Maybe back then it was kind of hot shit to list to the left, whether you needed to or not. Remember, as children, wasn't there always that one guy who walked pigeon-toed even though you knew he wasn't? Because he thought it was hot. Hey, ladies, you ever seen a guy that's pigeon-toed? You know what that means, don't you? (laughs) Don't remember this. Yeah, that was a thing. It was a thing. I never did it. I didn't need to. (laughs) I know what I'm saying. (laughs) Oh, my word. Now, as with any good conspiracy theory, good being the operative word here, there are many, many more things to argue both for and against. For sure. Many things that simply cannot be explained away in either direction. Now, one of my favorite perspectives. Yes, let's hear it. It is as follows. Let's hear it. Recall hmm. now that I'd mentioned the number of wealthy individuals who'd made last-minute cancellations. Of course. Oh, well, very sus. There were several of the same ilk and pedigree 
who did not cancel and who did perish. And they were? Dead. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not having fun at their expense. They were business adversaries of J.P. Morgan. Oh, how dare you spoil it. Is that true? Yes. John Jacob Astor IV. Yes, famously died. Benjamin Guggenheim, the man named after the famous museum. Nope. And Isidore Strauss. They were all aboard. Yes. And they all perished. Yeah. Now, these prominent, and that's such an understatement. I mean, Guggenheim. Prominent men. Interestingly, these three and others unanimously opposed the creation of the Federal Reserve Bank. Which now exists. It is something that Morgan fiercely supported. Now, Morgan bore the name of the Napoleon of Wall Street. And let me tell you, it wasn't his French whore that gave him the name. It wasn't a term of endearment. This is a guy guy who helped create General Electric, U.S. Steel, International Harvester, these are all big names in yes. history's past. Big names. He was credited with almost single-handedly saving the U.S. banking system during the Panic of 1907. My God, the Panic! <laughs> yes. Isn't it convenient that he managed? Oh, and also, of course, prominent player in establishing the Federal Reserve. Mm-hmm. Isn't it convenient that he managed to get his strongest opposition aboard, all aboard the yes. same boat, yes. one that he owned, only to wave a watery goodbye. <laughs> it was so dramatic. I you was like unprepared. That? I was yeah. unprepared. I'm really digging deep for you today. Yes. Um, can I tell you something? You may. In the parlance of the teenager today, they have a term for their enemies, and it's called ops. It stands for opposition. It fits. So here's Morgan loading his ops up on a doomed ship. Mm-hmm. Waving goodbye with only his pinky and ring finger digits. Bye-bye. <laughs> with his French whore at his side. With the French whore <laughs> tickling his ticklish spots <laughs> as he did so. Yes. Giggling. Yes. Nefariously. Of course. Um, now, to a man of J.P. Morgan's wealth, yeah. which was substantial, the financial plight of the White Star Line it was insignificant. Sure, of course. He he could have easily, just from his own personal stash, purchased those three Olympic-class ships from the get-go with no need for financing. That makes sense. Is the real story here that Morgan himself would have propagated the story of an insurance scam merely to draw attention away from the true smoking gun, the assassination of his strongest enemies, the propulsion of the Protestants and the Puritans into control of the world's banking system. What? Is that right? Um, is it right? I don't know. I don't either. Why are the Puritans still involved? Here's the question, Meg, for you. This is what you have to answer. Okay. What happened? To the Puritans. What, to the Puritans. <laughs> Why were they so angry? What? Their God was angry was this, they were sinners in true. his hands. Was this insurance fraud? Was it an assassination plot? I keep adding I H's. Assassination. I, I was like, do you really think that's um, No, although the word assassin comes from hashashin, which... Nope. 
Yes, I believe this is correct. I feel everyone feel free to fact check me. It has to do with with people that killed people that also enjoyed hashish. I do believe there is a the tie in there. Okay, and then maybe that's why I'm subconsciously slurring my words <laughs> to have a shashins. I don't know. Um, was it an assassination thing with this introduced, or or was this just truly purely an instance where? Natural things aligned with icebergs and people trying to set land speed or water speed records rather in a crossing and a myriad of other things and irresponsible human behaviors and just everything combined at once to sink a ship to kill 1,500 people, several of which were prominent, many of which weren't, and a precious few of whom could not sink. (laughs) They didn't die. They weren't victims. I don't know. What do you think? Um, this is compelling. I have heard conspiracy theories around the Titanic before, but never laid out with so strong a case. Or with such theatrical language. (laughs) Definitely, definitely. I was only missing you screaming into the microphone, Iceberg right ahead! (laughs) Iceberg, Captain! Um, I'm really confused about that point. If they just, like, steered it into an iceberg, was there an iceberg, or did they... That's unclear. Okay. There are some who would propose a purposeful thing of that. There are others who would insist, in fact, there were other dark ships in the area, meaning they'd turned off all their lights oh. and things to be invisible that were there for the rescue effort. Yeah. And that, in fact, the, the, there were lights seen that were like alert rockets fired that were actually concerned from one of the dark ships because the the Titanic accidentally veered too close and hit them and they were panicking and it wasn't an iceberg. It was another ship. And then keep in mind, whatever technology was back then, they were celebrating that we have the most advanced radar and things. So how in the world could an iceberg had been visible, especially in waters that far South in the Atlantic. Exactly. That's been the biggest question. The iceberg to me has always been the biggest question of this whole story. So like I said, there's a, there's a myriad of, other information that I didn't explore as thoroughly yeah. that would say, yeah, and this, or yeah, but this. Right. Um, I am fully on board, <laughs> as it were. <laughs> yes. I'm sinkable myself yes. because of my French undercarriage. With this being... Uh, that was a reference to right. crotches and things, because yes. I have a child's humor. Yes. I'm fully on board with this complete conspiracy. I believe it. Yeah. I will not be dissuaded. Uh, history books can, may say what they would like. I'm I'm into it. I'm going to give audible show notes, okay. which you can record if you wish. Yes. Um, one, Wikipedia. Two, just do a any random whatever search engine you want search for Titanic conspiracy. Including on TikTok. Including on TikTok. You'll find a lot of things. Undoubtedly, you'll find reference to Robin Gardner, mm-hmm. who wrote actually many, oh. many Titanic conspiracy books. Um, but the most renowned would be Titanic, the ship that never sank, with a question mark. <laughs> Love it. Um, there's a lot of stuff out there. Okay. So you feel free to fill in your own gaps. And did I mention Reddit? No. There is a plethora of Reddit information out there as well. Okay. You know, I love a Reddit. You love a Reddit. That's why I was honestly surprised as I brought this to the table today that you weren't already like, oh yeah, I already read it. 
on Reddit. On Reddit. Man, this was quite a wild ride. Thank you for this. You're welcome. Good I distraction in, in the middle of December. I enjoy sharing random weird things with you. You do indeed. Including my bad vision and inability to work a remote on the television. And your proficiency in the Czech language. Evidently not. All right. What should the people do in the meantime? One, go ahead and make your reservations with the county jail over whoever it is that's going to show up at your Christmas and need to be incarcerated. Wow. I feel like that's proper planning. Okay. Even if it's you and you're just doing it, haha, jokes on you. I wanted the break from the rest of my family. That's fine. Do what you will. But more immediately, don't book a voyage on a ship owned by J.P. Morgan. Important. And have an awesome today. Would you? Please do. Bye-bye. Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.